later. So I guess right, uh, we're not even sponsored by Jardians. We're not. We just do, do PSAs for diabetes and stuff here. Welcome to Chaos Theory on Texas Sports Unfiltered on this wonderful February 12th of 2024. Hopefully you guys are not as hungover as most of the people in America today or wherever they watch the Super Bowl. But it was the biggest day of the year for sports money and how that money moves with the NFL being their engine or being their uh, their vehicle of movement, rather. Um, yeah, man, uh, football sucks. Football absolutely sucks. Um, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. I hate the Chiefs. Um, I hate everything that is going down right now with the whole Taylor Swift and company and love, love, love saves everything with Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is becoming one of the biggest punks to me, in my opinion. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I like his brother a lot better than I like him, and his brother was a Philadelphia Eagle. That's just my emotional takes right there. Um, oh, my God. God, uh, Wilkes, Steve Wilkes, my, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about Steve Wilkes here in a little bit. I've already seen Dan Orlovsky, you know, give one of the worst takes in all of national television right now, saying that it was on uh, Kyle Shanahan and how Kyle Shanahan completely let the game slip away from him in overtime. The offense scored. Steve Wilkes sitting here firing um, blitzes only on third downs, right? And, and not even dialing up a blitz on first or second down and allowing Patrick Mahomes to get seven yards a clip in overtime. That's not on Kyle Shanahan. That's on your defensive coordinator. I'm sorry. Like, you have to blitz more than just on third down. You have to be able to break tendency at times, right? I, I get it. You have Patrick Mahomes and probably one of the most high-powered offenses there. You you can't allow them... 10 yard, seven to 10 yards a clip, march down the field, eat up clock, and then just run into the end zone, rush into the end zone. There, on that fourth and one, you absolutely had to know that the fucking option was coming there and you didn't dial up anything. When you did blitz, they had blitz burners to beat you with crossing routes. It, it, was, it, was, it was just absolutely predictable by Steve Wilkes in overtime. Um, and in the latter portions of the fourth quarter as well, you could argue. Uh, I, thought he I thought he called a fantastic game, keeping that offense... Uh, contained, but it you you got to be like look at what Spagnola did uh, at the latter portions of the game, coming after Purdy and and um, and San Francisco, not allowing them to establish any type of continuity um, on, on third down or, or trying to convert on third down, being able to, to shake Purdy up and get Purdy off his spot. Right, Wilkes in San Francisco didn't do that, and you could argue like not having Dre Greenlaw really changed up the dynamics of that defense. I, I 100% agree with that, but you got to be able to win with what, the product on the field. You got to have a succession plan. Um, this tough, absolutely tough loss, loss for San Francisco. <clears throat> God, I mean, what? That's that's now three times Shanahan's been there, and he hadn't been able to to get it done, man. But that, yeah. again, this is not on fucking Shanahan. Like you, you got stupid pundits like Dan Orlovsky. Made, well, I don't. He's not a dumb pundit. He just made one hell of a dumb comment saying that that's on Shanahan when obviously it's on your defense coordinator, Steve Wilkes. It's three times. It, 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 that is the persona right now of 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 Shano. Is that he's fucking blowing? I mean, three times, man. And and for Kansas City, all three Super Bowls they have trailed by ten or more, and they find a way to come back. And and look, the the whole thing is when you get to overtime. And and here's where here's where I'm a little concerned when it when it comes to the Shano thing is I'm seeing some stuff today that maybe the 49ers weren't aware of the new overtime rules, and that's. If that is indeed the case, 
That's a problem. That's I, a problem. I, find, I saw that, and I find that hard to believe that Kyle Shanahan is not. Because Shanahan was in the other game. overtime That John game. Lynch does not have the, 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 that John Lynch does not have a conversation with the head coach, and they don't know overtime rules going into the Super Bowl. Like I, I just, I, I've seen that rolled out there, and I find that absolutely impossible to believe. Yeah, I mean, it's not impossible, but I mean, it's yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't know what goes on within those walls. But I mean, that that, that's players supposedly saying that. But here's here's the thing. What what I don't understand and why I think that that may have a little bit of validity to it is why do you not? uh, I mean, why do you take the football? I mean, why do you take the football in overtime? When when I saw them, when I saw them wanting to take the football, I'm like, hell no. Let I mean, put. Put your. Uh, I, I didn't understand that call. I did not understand that call with, with the overtime. You know, uh, but you know it is what it is. I mean, if you, if you thought that you could go down there and kick a field goal and whatever was going to happen, but th- that's a bad thing. Wags is what what we're sitting here watching, and I've lived through this so many times. I watched the Steelers do it. I watched the Cowboys do it. I watched the 49ers do it. it we've watched New England do it. I mean this. Right here with Andy Reid, and and I heard the guys talking right before we came on, where they were talking about, well, you know, the Cowboys don't have a don't have a Mahomes, or they don't have a Andy Reid. What they don't have is a Hunt family. They don't have that structure of that organization that continues to make it better. And just think, Wags, they're just going to continue building this shit. God, uh, stop! Isn't that the fucked up part? I mean, like what you're talking about. I mean, dude, dude, this is only starting. This sucks. This absolutely like this sucks. Um, this is only starting. So I look, mean, I, I, like BK said this pr- pretty damn well, and I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I mean, this this guy like six years in the league, and he's already just racking shit off, man. Um, yep. I never thought that I would say that. Like, I no one did, right? No one thought that you'd be, uh, you know, rolling out, you know, Brady's succession, the the goat succession within the first generation of football or yep. within the first three years of, of Brady exiting stage right from the NFL, right? And, and look, like, you could argue that... You could argue that the dynasty is there already. I mean, clearly, if, you, if you've gone to the Super Bowl three out of the last four years, I mean, your your dynasty has started there. It's, it's absolutely insane that they were able to do it without the greatest wide... or the, the fastest wide receiver in the NFL when... You know, the wide receiver that got him all the productivity over the past, you know, five years. And when they were in a situation or in a a state of where you didn't really know where the supplement or, you know, the succession was coming from out, out of the wide receiver room because nobody was stepping up. Um, Kadarius Tony, you know, had one hell of a year last year. Hell, uh, one hell of a Super Bowl last year was supposed to be the front runner or the lead for that wide receiver room. And I mean, nothing. I mean, hell, he didn't even play in the game last night. So again, you know, a lot of, you know, plug and play to, to figure it out for the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver room. I've, I guess the constant and, and obvious, you know, flow has been Travis Kelsey. Um, but it's been execution. It's mm-hmm. It's been... And it's been the fucking guy behind the, you know, behind the center calling the damn plays, man. It's, it's uh, he is... I hate to say it, he's he might he might be better than Tom Brady. I can't believe I'm saying that already. I mean, um, and, and Wags, this this was the year the, the trajectory or the path that this guy is on, Rodney. Right yeah. now, it's, it's yeah, 
and 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 just think remarkable i mean go back and go back and check the tape i mean this year i think we thought that this was a year that kansas city was vulnerable and it's like okay may, maybe this is the year that the chiefs are about to fall off the map and boom here they fucking come and I'll, and i'll tell you what's what's really scary about this if you want to talk about dynastic opportunities here for for kansas city i mean you were talking there about tyreek hill and everything that mahomes has done in the past and everything what i, I mean in my opinion what what has really been the catalyst of this team this year as they've defense. gone on this run here to win another Super Bowl is defense. Yeah, they're defense now they're yeah. winning with defense. It's like holy shit! I mean, come on! I mean, just wait until they- is fantastic. But had, like my my question is, how long are you going to be able to keep the defense together? Right? Um, yeah. People, you know, with people are going to people are going to want paychecks, especially after this. And look, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll again, this is a hypothetical. This is an absolutely hypothetical. Um, but I, I will die on the hill that if Dre Greenlaw does not go down last night um, in a non-contact injury, tore his Achilles. Oh, um, man, that, that was rough to that's, watch. I mean, that's awful. Like, he's oh. one of the best or best linebackers in the NFL, right? Um, I, I would, I God, it's a cop-out. It's a cop-out. But I would, I would venture to say that if Dre Greenlaw doesn't go down, that's a different outcome of that game, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You saw once that I mean they were San Francisco was dominating, absolutely dominating, and Dre Greenlaw goes down and that that middle looked pretty damn vulnerable, man. Yeah, and that got Greenlaw for sure, dude. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that just sucks. You never want to see anybody go out like that, man. Yeah. Um, absolutely, yeah. just awful. Yeah. Awful. I remember, I remember that year for the Bengals when uh, Tim Crumry uh, went down early in that game when his leg just snapped and was flailing in the air, and, and it was like it was one of those things where it's like, man, you hate to see that because that, that's a game changer. But I mean, you really go back to this, and you have to, you have to appreciate. I mean, what you're watching, whether you like the Kansas City Chiefs or not. I mean, it's it's one of those things to where, God dang it, man, it's. We're watching greatness right here. I mean, and and the thing about it is, this is like Andy Reid. I mean, you know, Andy Reid wins another Super Bowl and, you know, three Super Bowl wins. But, you know, folks seem to have forgotten about the four losses in the NF with the Eagles in the NFC title game. It's like this dude is never going to get to the Super Bowl. This dude is never going to win a big game. And boom, here he is. I mean, he finds the diamond in the rough. And, and I mean, you have to appreciate it. You have to appreciate it. And, you know, Wags, you're just waiting for it to happen. I mean, when you get to overtime last night and, and SF goes down there and they kick that field goal, it's like, it's over. It's over. I know what's going to happen. And then yeah, the fourth round play, I mean, yeah, you, you know what's going to happen. And here's the thing, though, Rodney, like like they really did. They could have they could have gotten Kansas City or, yeah, they could have gotten Mahomes and Kansas City off the damn field. I, I honestly believe it was some of the worst play calling in terms of a defense. Like, again, you're, you were playing – it was so fucking evident that you were playing not to lose instead of playing yeah. to win. You have yeah. to be aggressive. I don't care if you're on defense. You yeah. got to be aggressive and you got to dial up blitzes on first down. You, you can't just blitz on third down. They know it's coming. If you say, oh, we're just going to dive a little bit of blitz, overload the A-gap, you know, over yeah. overload A-gap and stack that. Oh, man, all you got to do is pick it up for like three seconds and then dump it out of the backfield, which is exactly what they fucking did. Yep. So, yep. Yep. So I don't know. Um, and it's it's maddening when you're on the couch watching this shit and you're and you're I should not be on the damn couch being able to predict the plays that are coming up when Steve Wilkes is right there on the goddamn field and be and he's been in the league way more than 
<laughs> I haven't even touched the damn league, man. I don't know. It's just it was frustrating to watch. Very well, frustrating to watch. And and it's you know and that, I didn't that, even have, and that's the thing. I didn't even have a I didn't even have a skin in the game. I didn't have a dog in the fight. No skin in the game. I didn't even lay down. I didn't even put nothing down on money line. I took the under. Good baby. Got the under there. Um, but yeah, this was. I, I I didn't touch it. I didn't absolutely didn't touch it, man. Um, no. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Yeah. Dude, very frustrating. Great Super Bowl. I would I would put it up there as the top five Super Bowl. Oh, great um, Super Bowl. Great Super Bowl. Yeah. But damn, yeah. Steve Wilkes, man, very frustrating at the end of the at the end of the night for me. Well, and you know, I keep seeing. I'm hearing conversation about you know with 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 CMC, which he did win me some money yesterday. Um, my whole what my whole money. What profits did you play yesterday? Uh, I, I played CMC scoring scoring the first touchdown, um, so 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 that was good. Um, I, I played tails. I lost that. Um, I did the Reba thing. I lost that. Um, hey, but it was. Hey. Didn't she go over? I I went under. Didn't she? Oh my God! You told me you were going over too because she. I, I changed it she at the sends last. Sends the, the notes and shit, dude. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the biggest. Rodney, losses. that was a gimme. Rodney, that was a gimme. The the biggest losses for me yesterday, dude, in the uh, in our Super Bowl squares there with our man Ike, we were uh, you know zero to zero in the first quarter, and then we go we go here comes the 49ers coming down to to score a touchdown at the end of the half. What I had I had zero and seven, I had Kansas City zero, I had uh, no 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 I had uh, San Francisco zero, Kansas City seven. If they'd have scored a touchdown. $2,400 would have gone into That's double nice. R's pocket. Uh, but nice, no, man. they kicked a field goal. Um, um, and, BK, and then, BK, take down, BK, BK took home some money last night. I, I think he? he probably did. And and then, and then get this, on BetUS, I, I stayed with that 24 to 20 score that I kept going on with. I kept on with that. Dude, I put down $10 on 24 to 20, and I would have won $950. What might have been. Wait, you did win or you didn't win? I didn't win. Oh. I didn't win. Twenty-five to twenty. Scared money don't make money, baby. Scared money don't make money. I know. I know. I know. What might have been? Talk a little uh, bit. I mean, we've been. Well, we we can continue to go back and talk about the uh, the Super Bowl here, and talk about the commercials and and all that good stuff here. But I want to talk a little bit about the Longhorn basketball team um, and what they did and what they were able to accomplish um, over the, over the weekend, taking down the Mountaineers, man. Um, Mountaineers. You know, coming to coming to the mood, getting a little bit of the taste of of what Texas basketball is at the mood instead of what it's like up at uh, you know, up in Morgantown there. And thankfully, you know, the Longhorns put on a show thirty eight margin, thirty eight points in the margin of victory there uh, for the Longhorns and a dominant factor. But Rodney, they still got beat on the boards. I know, got got out, it? got out boarded by one, got right? Out-rebounded. Got out, got out. When you win by 38 and, and you're getting out rebounded, um, I guess I really don't have too much of a hill to to cry yeah. murder on here, but damn boys. Um got we got we got a rebound better. Now, of course, that's not gonna happen when you just got Mitchell as the only one underneath the you know, underneath the basket and in the paint collecting the boards, but when DeSue is hitting seven for ten from the perimeter, yeah. I mean it's it, and it's it's like and to Sue, you're fantastic, but you're 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 driving me nuts here because you can't take sides out of the paint. But how? I mean, when how how can you argue that? How can you argue that Sue can't be your you know one of your three level scorers when he's knocking down seven for ten from the perimeter? Now, I don't. 
he is not knocking down seven of ten from the perimeter every damn night. And Hunter is not going to go three for four from the perimeter every damn night. So we cannot rely on putting it up from downtown that much. We we just can't. You got to be able to find different ways to score. I, I preach that all the time. And we need to evolve this two-man game between Hunter and DeSue. Once that happens, it's unlocked all over the floor. You've already seen Mitchell being able to do some give and goes and, and being aggressive and driving to the cup. Weaver, fantastic on defense. Um, still need a little bit of that perimeter play from him. Um, but look, it's this team is team is starting to take on the identity of hustle and flow for me. Um, high pressure defense, high ball pressure defense that's going to create turnovers and you're going to get some easy bunnies off of that, right? Um, still struggling the half-court offense for me. Um, and you get out-rebounded every night, night in and night out. So uh, you're, n- you're not a Sweet 16 team, but no. I think maybe you could possibly get into the playoffs. I've been, or not playoffs, but uh, the big dance. I've been arguing that I didn't think they were going to be able to get in. I thought, you know, as a bubble team, they'd be out instead of in. A lot of people, you know, on this program think that Longhorns are in already. I think you still need a couple more distinctive victories, dominant victories. And, I mean, I don't even know how much that, you know, really shines on the on the damn pedigree or whatnot or uh, your resume, your resume r- rather, uh, just beating a – very bad West Virginia team because I mean hell they they got one le- they got one more conference loss than we do Rodney so oh well that's it's like it's you got five teams and then it feels like the rest of the teams are just beating the hell out of each other to stay down at the bottom of the damn, damn Big Twelve which you could argue the Big Twelve is the the number one conference in college basketball this year so well and that's you know with this game on Saturday you got a little bit of a reprieve right there I mean coming off of the gauntlet of the schedule that, that you've been running and when I say a the little only bit, reprieve the only reprieve <laughs> exactly that that's the only reprieve that you're going to get I mean because yeah you go out there you take care of business and and I'm glad they did it emphatically because it, I mean I think that's something with I think in the sense when we're looking big picture when we start talking about tournament time and and bracketology and all the different things. Yeah, you know, winning like that, I mean, I think is is definitely going to help back up the the strength of the schedule that you've been playing against. But the the whole thing is, I mean, you go out there and you do that. But that was the one thing, Wags, because I was kind of in and out of this game. I, I was I was doing some different stuff, and and I was kind of watching uh, the ins and outs of this. But that's the first thing when I saw the score. I I go to the box score and I wanted to see the boards, and I'm like, you fucking still got out rebounded, and you won by that and and you know here we go i mean there there it is that's like your breath of oxygen all right <laughs> time to go because who, who's next houston yeah um, yeah that's the problem <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, yeah. going down you're going down to h-town man and yeah um it, it's enjoy it's, that one uh because keep um, it within 10 please just keep it within 10 and that's that's what i, I talked a little bit about this on the show yesterday right on the wagon you, yeah. you can't go down to houston you can't let houston dribble it out like yep. you, you got to be able yep. to be within fighting distance. Um, yep. If you don't win the game and you, you know, you are battling for a moral victory, you can't go down there and allow um, Cryer and, and shed the, to, to dribble out the damn ball. Um, yep. You got to be in fighting position at the end of the game. You got to at least be, you know, forcing Houston to hit free throws to kind of finish this thing out. Um, if you want to salvage any, like if you want to keep an impressive resume to an extent, 
Yeah, like like losses do not help the resume, but you got to keep the margin of victory close. Yeah, that, that that's going to be the key right here. I mean, especially especially the the fact I think what bodes well for Texas is is the fact that they played them. I mean, hell, they could have won the game here at the Moon. Yeah, I mean, it's different. Um, it, it's different right. when you're at your own. Yeah, venue, yeah. And it really yeah, is. You're going to their barn now. Right. So, the so home dog is the best dog yes. in all of the home dog in college basketball is the best dog in in all of sports. So yeah. So so that's why I'm thinking all of sports. With, with um, this, Longhorn with Bear. This, I saw this real quick. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that was a top five Super Bowl, man. For to me, like the refs didn't interfere with it. I, I thought it was pretty. You know, they made some calls in the middle of the game, but they were pretty damn consistent, right? Like I didn't think that it was taken away from San Francisco. I didn't think that you know Kansas City uh, was put in an advantageous spot because of the referees. Um, I thought Steve Wilkes kind of let down the game at towards the end of it, not being able to to be aggressive and, and blitz on first and second down. Um, I'm a defensive guy. Like I, I don't like shootouts. I, I don't like blowouts. I, you know, that might be electric, but you're asking a defensive guy. So to me, sure, it's an opinion. I'm, I mean, it can't be fact because it's it's clearly based off opinion. That's a top five Super Bowl to me, 100. Um, percent Now I could be I could be a prisoner of the moment. You know what I mean? And and you know, just thinking, oh well, that Super Bowl was better than the first time. Actually, that Super Bowl, the second, the rematch of San Francisco and Kansas City was better than the first matchup of yeah. San Francisco and Kansas City, in my opinion. Yeah, um, no, it was a good, it was a good game, and that and that was the whole thing. I got that, it, I got it as top five, man. But again, yeah. you know, you're talking to a guy that's had his brain rattled a few times, so I might not have a, the best memory in the world. But yeah, top the, five for the, me. They let him play, and that's the main thing. I, I'm just glad <laughs> that you're... the past two Super Bowls have been decided by fucking referees, and they let these, right. they they let right. him play, that's, man. That's that's the whole thing. I'm just glad that that I mean, whoever wins, I don't give a shit. It, it's like you, you come down to, and, and what I hate is when you wake up on on a Monday, whether whether it's a Super Bowl, a bowl game, a fucking regular season game, when you and, wake up and, and, and the outcome's decided by the the officials, right? And, and and you're sitting here talking about a play. You know, was this the right call? Whatever. I, I mean. You know, the, the outcry that I'm hearing right now is the Taylor Swift thing. I mean, so what? I mean, so hold on. what's the outcry for the Taylor Swift thing? Well, did, you just, play any, did you play any of the Taylor Swift no, theme bet? No, I, I didn't do any of that. I, I mean, it was, I mean, the whole thing is the focus of her on the game and, and whatever. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just a byproduct of the situation. And, and I saw something on social media to where somehow she was having a conversation with Roger Goodell. And it's like, oh, the game is rigged. I mean, wags. I got, I got. Game text. is rigged. It absolutely is rigged. I, I got texts from people yesterday where it's like, I hope you enjoy the game. You know, it's rigged, right? I'm like, yeah. When, when, when Roger Goodell and Taylor Swift are having dinner and stuff together, it's absolutely rigged. Are you guys serious? Like, you really think that the. Kansas City Chiefs had a rigged Super Bowl because of I was I was making fun and and doing a little bit or like a week ago with Travis Kelsey, you know, and and Taylor Swift hooking up and that's when yeah. the Chiefs started winning. That 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 shit doesn't really happen. Like it, a couple does not have that much power to no. influence the number one money driving sport in all of the world to, you know conjure up a storyline and a narrative to make Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey an item to make the power team the the damn Kansas City Chiefs. No, the Kansas City Chiefs have been that good of a franchise because yeah. of the yeah. Hunt family and Andy Reid and all the other pieces around them, man. It's been good ownership. It's not the 
I love it. I, th- I think it's a great narrative, um, uh, but it's fucking stupid. <laughs> this this shit started way. It's before. hilarious, but it's way back. Oh, I, I know, dude. And it's I get so frustrated. I mean, because everything everything's I do not like. Now. I mean, I am over. I am over Taylor Swift. To be honest well, with you, though. Like I'm, I'm like I don't want to see this shit next year. The the whole thing is, I mean, when you look at this. For the NFL, I mean, it's great for the NFL. It's bringing new eyeballs on. And, you know, you have people bitching about that. I don't hear people bitching so much about, that, like, that Nickelodeon thing. I had that on yesterday on one of the TVs at the house. Now, how about Noah Eagle, though? Did you hear Noah I, I turned I turned it on just to hear Noah Eagle. We want to talk about young talent. Yeah. You and I are broadcasters. Have you heard Ian Eagle's son, Noah yeah. Eagle? Yeah, I've heard he's, it. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's sensational, man. And um, you would not think that this guy, you would not think that he's, what, under 20? I don't even know his age. But he's, he's not 25 yet. He's freshly out of college. Um, uh, look, in, in a in a business, clearly, that if you have, if, I know if where you you're have going. some nepotism yeah. in there, you know what I mean? Like, like, you're going to get a job. Like, you hear about Joe Buck, you know, and, and his dad all the time. Jack Collinsworth. Uh, yeah, Collinsworth. I, I heard about that. You know, I had people over at the house yesterday, you know, talking about that too, because we had Noah Eagle on and you know, people yeah. were just like, Oh, he's only getting he's only getting the spot because his dad's in there. You know, he's you know, Iron Eagle's been in, you know, the business for forever, right? That might be true. But with, with Noah Eagle, like you can hear that Noah Eagle's got the skill. Like he's mm-hmm. he is going to be calling games for a long time where Jack Collinsworth, I mean, that's it's a carbon copy of of Chris Collinsworth, and you didn't even really play the game. You're just kind of doing the same spiel and same shtick that that your dad's doing. And hopefully, it works out for you. Look great on camera, Um, but he's not nowhere near as uh, compelling and and captivating as as Noah Eagle is. I mean, Noah Eagle for a guy that when you're not being able to see the screen, right? Noah Eagle is able to paint the picture for you. I mean, of course you were able to see the screen last night with Nickelodeon, but sure. Yeah. yeah. It does a really good game at, at Peyton or does a really good job at painting the, the picture for you and calling a great game. And, and I'll say if you haven't whole, heard him yet. Listen to him. Yeah, He's really good. And the whole thing is, I mean, cause, cause like uh, to me, it's been with, with broadcasting. I mean, my whole thing is, you know, to, to be able, it's one thing because people always say, well, they sound like shit or whatever. They, they want to talk about how people sound. Let me tell you what makes a good broadcaster. It's doing your fucking homework. I mean, it, because you can have you can have the worst tone. You can have the worst um, cadence, whatever you want to call it. But if you're prepared and you know what you're talking about, um, you can sound like this. But you sound like this because you're prepared. And it's that dude right there, that Eagle kid, that's one of those guys. And and and, and I'll talk about I want to brag a little bit here about BK because that's a dude where when when I would hear BK on the radio, it's like, okay, this dude is is really, really good. Then I heard him do play by play, and I'm like, shit, this dude is really, really good. I mean, it's um it's one of those things to where you, you gotta take it seriously. And that that kid. That Eagle kid obviously does because he does a hell of a job. But, you know, back to the whole thing right there, it's like, oh, I like the Nickelodeon thing. You're getting you're getting the kids. You're trying to win the kids. With the Taylor Swift thing, I don't think it's intentional. They just happen to be dating. They're getting a brand new audience. Wags had people at the house yesterday that were all about Taylor Swift. It's like, 
I don't really care about the game, but I'm going for the Chiefs. I have a rooting interest in the Chiefs now because she's dating that dude. And, and a lot of them were um, Taylor's boyfriend. Like, who? <laughs> Taylor's boyfriend, 87. Instead of Travis Kelsey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 87. Okay. Okay. Bobby Chaffee's wife showed up yesterday here, Wags, and she had a sweatshirt that said, I'm going for Taylor's boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, the game is broken. That's what I was talking about. The game is broken, man. Um, and if you think the game is broken, you need to go to another game. You need to watch something else. You need to do it with audiovisual consultations. Um, since 1988, they've been setting a standard in audiovisual automation um, for the great state or the great state of Texas and all around the central area of Texas, man, for the Austin folks and everybody that lives around here, man, make sure you give them a call. 512-255-8678. That's avconsultations.com. Hopefully you were able to see the Jardians commercial yesterday on, uh, on the, the TV. And you did that with AV consultations. You have an idea. If you don't have an idea of what you want in your house, if you don't want the two screen setup or the four screen setup that BK has, Make sure you give them a call. 512-255-8678. That's avconsultations.com. Absolutely. Great setups right there. And uh, speaking of the queen of the NFL, which is Taylor Swift, how about a word uh, from Dan Covert and the queen of Texas sports unfolding? Hi, I'm Dan Covert with my wife, Hayden. Welcome to Covert BK. Our newest location in the gorgeous hill country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Covert, born and raised in Austin. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Nobody beats a Covert deal. Not now, sure as hell, not ever. And, and I like this right here. Taylor Swift isn't doing anything. She just happens to be dating one of those dudes. It ain't rigged. Th this isn't a setup romance. This isn't fucking Lifetime Movie Network. They just happen to be dating. Um, you know, I, I was I, I was talking to some NASCAR people during the weekend, and I'm like, you know what? I wish she was dating a fucking NASCAR driver because we need those eyeballs on that sport for crying out loud. I mean, geez. <laughs> you all right over there? Oh, that, that, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> oh, you're, you're muted, dude. You're muted. <laughs> you're muted. You're muted, my man. No, you're muted. You're still muted. See, he's making a great point right here, guys, but he is totally muted. Um, uh, my bad. My brother. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was going to crack it up, so I had to stay muted. Um, okay. Yeah, speakers, there's only three speaker cities all around the world, all right? And matter of fact, I think Benny just put, Benny just put one up, as a matter of fact. Um, AV consultations have been running Central Texas for more than where, wherever Benny's been there, all right? We've been in business for 35 years, okay? Benny's been doing stuff only since Mitch got on campus there, Dave, okay? So take that. Yeah, Speaker City ain't got shit on AV consultations. But yeah, great pool. Great. Yeah, that's from uh what the hell is that from? That's old school. That's from old school right there, man. Dude, I gotta tell you, uh, a couple of years ago when when Tracy and I went to uh Puerto Vallarta for uh, a little getaway, we're cruising through one of those uh, malls over there in the heart of Puerto Vallarta, and I go rolling up on this fucking radio shack, dude. And I'm like, 
for one thing, what I didn't know that there were still Radio Shacks. Dude, that place had like the gear that we use. It had like these mixers and I mean, it was Are there still Radio Shacks? Dude, there is in Puerto Vallarta. It's in one of those malls right next to one of the places where you can buy all that great pain medicine. That's why I found the Radio Shack because I was buying pain pills over there for crying out loud. But it's like, dude, they had everything top notch, the best PCs that you could find, these high definition cameras, all that stuff. You know, all the knocks that, that you would get on Radio Shack, you go buy a cheap cable or whatever. They had, dude, they had the best XLRs. They had all that shit. I didn't have enough, I, I didn't have enough room to be able to buy stuff to bring it back. Radio Shack, Puerto Vallarta, man, best stuff. You gotta ship it, you gotta ship it back. You gotta mail it back, my guy. I know, I know, I know. I I got their I got their QR code, and um I actually have shit in this studio that I bought from Puerto Vallarta that got shipped here. What and a- it still works. It still works. That's well. That's the good thing. At least you didn't buy any any bogus gear or bogus equipment. Um, what about the, the commercials in the Super Bowl? Did any any commercials stand out to you? Uh, you know, I I, I like the Dunkin' Donut one. It was all right. Uh, I'm have to describe a few of the commercials and in, in chat. Uh, we want I want to hear from you guys too, and everybody that's on the code text line five one two 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 nine three two eight. Make sure you're telling us all about the commercials that you guys seen. To me, it's the Jardians commercial. No one's going to outdo the Jardians commercial. Uh, like, I'm, I am a little bit upset. Clearly, that's not a bit at the beginning of the show. I am, I am deeply disturbed that our girl, what do you want to call her, Rhonda? What do you want to um, call them? The, the original, what are we calling the original OG Jardians lady? Kind of looks like a Becky. 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 Maybe. She looks maybe a Jill. Looks like a Jill. 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 Looks like a Jill. Definitely not we'll a Karen. Call her Jill because she takes the pill. Jill with the pill. Jill with the pill. Jill with we'll the call pill. We'll call it Jill. Well done. So well yeah. done. Yeah, it's not a it's not a bit. Like I really do I, I admire Jill and, and her loads of talent. Like I want to make sure that you know she's back on set and she's leading this thing because I don't know, I just I don't get the same movement. I don't get the same pop when I watch yeah. the new Guardians commercial. But what what were some of the commercials that stood out to you during the Super Bowl there? You know, it's kind of weird, and obviously this one's not going to get a lot of run. Popeyes, uh, Popeyes did. That was a pretty funny Popeyes. commercial with the Popeyes. Popeyes was good. Uh, the State Farm, you know, I know with the Arnold neighbor. Yeah, you know, whatever. That's an old bit. But uh, did you see the one for H-E-B? Did you happen to mm-hmm. see that one? Yeah, the, no. they're like, yeah, they're, they're playing Careless Whisper. It's, it's like a, a Careless Whisper thing where there's like one uh, little sack of coffee up there and, and like, the, uh, a dude and a girl touch it and it's like careless whisper comes on and it kind of rolls on with other stuff. It, that one was actually pretty good. And that, that was more homegrown. Hell, maybe that was a local commercial, I guess. I don't know, but you had that one. I mean, the other one with, um, what was the one with the, the, the cartoon character? Dude, long, I love pickleball. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not, I can't move like I can't move like I used to. So I can't play tennis that well. And I do like to stay in shape. Uh, Pickle pickleball's fun. I I I beat the hell out of it. I hated. I couldn't stand it when it was first taking the scene or taken on the scene. Um, if you haven't tried pickleball, you should try it. It's it's fun. I can't believe I'm saying this. It's 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 fun. I, I sound like an old man, but it's fun. So I, I want to try that. I, I want to try that. I keep seeing pickleball? folks yeah. doing that. Yeah, well, I'll get yeah. you out there. I got I got some equipment, man. 
Nice. I'll get you out nice. there, dude. Uh, yep. I, you know, it, it's good for people like us that don't have the knee, the I guess the knee security and the knee strength mm. that we used to back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's good, man. It's a good time. It's it's just nice to get out there. I mean, you ain't in any adult leagues, basketball leagues, or soccer leagues anymore, right? Yeah, nope. All I do you is cycle, cycle, my man. I just cycle. You just cycle. All I do. Yep, yep. Hey, I, I'll tell you which one was good yesterday. It's like. pickleball. It's it's tough, man. Did you see the one? Did you see the the Skechers one with Mr. T? Where there, 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 there's no T in Skechers. Where he was, he said they're kind of saying that there should be a T in there, like Mr. T. Uh, that that one was pretty good. The, the Skechers with Mr. T. Hey, fool! That that was good. I like Mr. So T. I don't know if you guys watched Champions League. Right uh, were were you guys able to watch Champions League? Or I don't know if anybody are, are are fans of Champions League that watched this channel. But there was an awesome. I thought the one of the best commercials was the Champions League commercial, where everybody's basically just humming the theme of Champions, but making their own words to the song of Champions League. And one of the lines in there was. Uh, it was a college girl skipping class, right, and just watching Champions League on her computer instead of studying. And it was like this class. I I don't know if you guys know the the tune or the the melody of Champions League, but it's bum 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 bum. It's it's just it's pretty epic, right? Yeah. And she mumbles out the words like this class is pass fail. Like anybody that's ever been to class knows that if you're going through a bullshit class, you're obviously going to ditch it to watch Champions League or anything that's relevant to sports in your sports world or sports realm. So I thought that was that really didn't get wowed too much about commercials in, you know, for the Super Bowl, but that was probably yeah. my favorite. And that's kind of like, eh, you know, not really yeah. that great of a Super Bowl or Super Bowl commercial to write home about. So the, Again, the I, I, thought the, I thought the commercials were kind of mid, man. But yeah. I was happy that I didn't have to go to any links or click on any links to see a commercial. They were all right in front of my face and visual. So yeah, that, was cool. that MGM was pretty good. The one with um, was it Brady is one enough, uh, where where Brady makes some cameos on there where they're talking about. I mean that that was good. To I thought that was him good. I there. thought that was good. That was well yeah, done. Yeah. Which which he has. He he's one enough. So and now we have the conversation. Who who's who's the real goat right here? You know, with Mahomes. It's now. Brady so, still, man. Come on, absolutely. guys. Can, absolutely. Like but, even I mean I get it. Like six in six years in the league and you're you're getting there six times. So, or you're at least to your AFC championship six times. So he, Mahomes has put himself in position to be considered the next goat, but you got to do it seven times. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, Brady got to 10 Super Bowls, man, 10 fucking Super Bowls. Like that's, yeah. and I, I get it. Like Mahomes, trajectory is insane. It's on par. It's going to, it's trajected to, to blow Brady out of the water. I get that. But you still got to be able to do a lot can happen within you know, between now and yeah. you know the I, I guess the remainder of Patrick Mahomes' career here, man. To to deem somebody the goat and give him the damn the scepter already, it's I don't know. It's it's I think it's a little bit premature in my opinion. Yeah, and you know I, I really I think, think clearly see how great he is. Oh, absolutely. There, there's no makes, question about it that. It just makes you sick. But but when you watch this, I mean, to me, like we were saying at the beginning, Wags, to, to me, it, it's a monumental year, I, I think, for Kansas City, for what, whatever you want to call this, whether you want to call it dynasty, whatever you want to call it. I just think the fact that this year, when it really seemed like at some point that Kansas City was not going to be the Kansas, this wasn't the Kansas City that we're used to. The fact with the defense that we're talking about, but then you get in the playoffs and you go through Miami, Buffalo, and Baltimore, 
Yeah, you had the toughest road. You had absolutely the toughest absolutely. road. Absolutely. You know, if there if there's any question on the validity of 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 how good this franchise is, because that that's the other part. Like I was talking about with the you look like the Giants of old. As a matter it, of fact, it really did, dude. I mean, it really did. I mean, I mean, and this is where you can see how this thing is constructed so well. I mean, because Coincidentally, even Steve Spagnola was the defensive coordinator for the Giants as well, too. So um, again, and Spagnola called. Hell of a game last night. I thought Spagnola well, was a huge reason of why the Chiefs were successful last night, being able to dial up blitzes in key moments and key situations and knocking Purdy off his spot. But today's mm -hmm. point right here, KC will have to overpay Mahomes and sacrifice the rest of their roster. I've heard I've heard scuttlebutt that Mahomes might not even take a uh take a bump in his paycheck. Matter of fact, I've heard things that he might even reconstruct his deal. That way that they can keep talent surrounded around that roster. So who, who else that, did that? Smart thing to do. If yeah. you're really trying to chase down the goat, that's the smart thing to do is recon, reconstruct your your contract to make sure that you have talent surrounding you. And, and what did Tom Brady do? Tom Brady did that. Manning did the same thing. Exactly. And and I think that's where that's where these guys are wired the same way to where the this guy's gonna do really good stuff, man. And and I don't see any let up right here. I mean, the whole thing is, it would be one thing if, like, we watched this this year and it's like, okay, like we said, Kansas City's getting a little weaker. Maybe this is going to be their last run. Fuck. I don't think so. This is not <laughs> going to be their last run, dude. I mean, I saw the odds out again. You know, they always do the day after the odds to win the Super Bowl. There's the fucking 49ers. Wait, early odds? Yeah, there, there, there's the 49ers at the top again. Time's running out on the 49ers, if you ask me. I mean, because it's like, God damn, how many times can you, can you fuck this up? I mean. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Dre Greenlaw does not go down last night. The 49ers win that Super Bowl. Mm. I, 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 it's a cop out, but I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah. Well, and that's where, you know, we, we can start looking, you know, we ain't even had the draft yet. I mean, the fucking Super Bowl was just yesterday. But, I mean, let, let's start thinking about next year way early. Look at the AFC. Here here comes the Texans, you know. Seems like the good things are happening for the Texans. The Browns, I mean, it seems like good things are happening for the Browns. And and in the NFC, you know, there's the 49ers. Good, good things are happening for Detroit. Here comes Green Bay. But, I mean, seriously, I mean... Who's who's gonna beat the Chiefs? I mean, God bless them. What about Harbaugh? If, if Harbaugh's got anything to, to do with it, I'm sure Harbaugh's gonna want to get the Chargers up and firing. But look, Chargers don't have the roster to compete with um with the Chiefs right now. Chiefs got the best assembled roster and help. You could argue that it's they got the best assembled roster over Miami, maybe, in terms of the defense. Like Miami's got one hell of an offense, but they got some holes in that defense, yeah. and you saw that that came to that came to fruition in the playoffs here. Buffalo doesn't have a complete roster, doesn't have the complete roster that Kansas City does. Where they have a little bit shirt up on defense, they they flail and they're vulnerable on offense. They they don't have the full complete roster that Kansas City does right now. And not to mention that you know to go with. The roster of talent that's there, you have one hell of a of staff, you know, in terms of oh. Andy Reid and and Spagnola too. So, um, they're they're loaded and and like we just got done talking about, they got the best quarterback in the game at the moment. And what if Eric B. Enemy comes back? <laughs> well, still continue to win. Uh, exactly, and that's you you know the whole thing with this. It's like you know I, I saw every too, Rodney. They showed that they can they can win without you know. Their their guru play caller as well, Absolutely. right? Like 
their system is so well intact and well oiled that you can remove a key cog from that situation and have the succession come in and just take up right where they left off. Yeah, you remember it was B enemy is the reason replace, that. How do you how do you replace Tyreek Hill? You can't. Well, and they didn't. And they did. You just got to you got to supplement pieces around him and get and get the numbers from other multiple yeah. spots. And they still haven't. And that's and a they, glaring hole right there. And, and they're and they're winning. They just and won the damn Super Bowl. You know, yeah. or or to BK's point, they've done it back to back now without him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, how'd they win the game last night? McCole Hardeman catches a touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes. It's like. How do you stop this shit? It's, I mean, they're just that good. They're just that good. And, you know, if you're going to, I thought it was so, and I kind of bought into it maybe a little bit at the beginning of the playoffs. After after the Chiefs win the first playoff game, it's like, well, shit, they've never gone on the road. Big fucking deal. I didn't buy in. I don't, I didn't buy into that. It's like, I mean, they answered two questions this year. It's like they, they won. I didn't buy into that. I just thought, you know, they were just fortunate road. enough yeah. to be able to host them. You know, if you put Mahomes in the same situation going on the road, he's still winning those damn ball games. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we, we can sit here and talk about Pat Mahomes all we want, but it's like one of these dudes like John Elway. It, it's these guys where you're going to put the ball in your dude's hands at the end of the game. And last night was the best example. You can look at the, the overtime play, the fourth and one. You put the ball in your dude's hands and you say, go win the fucking ball game. And that's where you look at all these different players. I mean, you can look at Lamar Jackson and, and all of these guys. It's like, yes, they are absolutely great. Man, but if I'm in that situation right now, I don't want anyone other than number 19 in red or white, whatever. I want him behind center for me because that's a dude that's going to fucking go win me the game. And, and number, he's not number 19, is he? He's 15, right? Oh, 15. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Giving I'm, me I'm Johnny Unitas vibes here, dog. Uh, well, yeah, I'm thinking about that. Uh, I, I was I was laughing yesterday. You know, I couldn't I couldn't remember what number uh, Rob Gronkowski was yesterday, and he's he was 87 as well. Well, I, I think, reason, I, think I, I was thinking was about 85. Joe Montana, Joe Montana, number 19 for Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Good memories there. How about that? Yeah. What is, I, I, I mean, we talked about top five Super Bowls, and I, I I got that as one of my top fives. And again, I could be, you know, a victim or, you know, just a uh, prisoner of the moment, but I love defensive Super Bowls. Um, what if that is not in your top five. What are your top five or what's some of the best Super Bowls that you can remember off the, off the clip? I got to say the, 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 we talked about it last week, the, the San Antonio Holmes catch at the end of that. Uh, I say San Antonio, San Antonio Holmes. Um, I think that was a really good Super Bowl. Uh, we talked about is that. The your top is, is, is the Cardinals and Pittsburgh, your top Super Bowl. I, 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 I don't know if it's the top Super Bowl, but I definitely put it in the top five. I think honestly, Wags, uh, probably one of the best in the top. Got to be Giants me. Patriots, right? No, no. I, I go back to that '99 game with, with. Well, I mean, yeah, Giants Patriots, yes. But that '99 game with with the Rams and and the Titans that we talked about, the the Dyson catch at the end of that game uh, with Kurt Warner, I, I think that was a really good game. I, I think that was 1999. That that was a really good Super Bowl, right? I feel there, like I, for some reason, I mean, I, and I know it ended in in dramatic fashion, but I feel like it was kind of a letdown. Like that, was, I, I don't know. It, it wasn't it wasn't worse than than Seattle and in New England, right? Where yeah, where Russell Westbrook throws an interception on the goal line instead of handing it to oh, the best Marshawn damn running Lynch. back in the league no. um, yeah, at the time yeah. was Marshawn Lynch. Come on, yeah, yeah. I mean. 
Dude, that was uh, that's that is that Dude, is gut wrenching. You want to talk about the, the worst one? call? You want to talk about the worst call in all of the NFL history? It's that oh, call right there, man. Remember the one where who who was it? Uh, God dang it! Uh, Peyton Manning was in the Super Bowl, and they were supposed to. We were supposed to have a great Super Bowl there, and they oh, absolutely oh Denver and Seattle blown out. <laughs> it was oh. like, what in the hell? It was like two I weeks. Was in, I was in snowmass for that yeah. game. I was yeah. I was in Colorado for that game. Now, of course, I was way up in the mountains and shit. But everybody would everybody had stopped, come off the slopes to watch yeah. that Super Bowl. By halftime, everybody was back out on the slopes, yeah. man. It was, all, and, it was just done. It was over. It was, honestly, it was a waste Wags, of time, man. I, I think that 99 game, why that Rams-Titans one to me is, 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 I hold it in such good allure, is that so many of those games in the 90s were blowouts. I mean, all of those Cowboy games, um, you know, beating Buffalo. I mean, we talked about San Diego and the 49ers. That was a fucking blowout. I, I mean... Uh, some of those Redskins. I think games. the NFC was just that much more dominant for that yeah, decade, right? It, it really was. And, I mean, and it, was, I think, it was it was dominant blowouts by the NFC in the Super Bowl. Exactly, exactly. And that '99 game is kind of the one where, you know, it, it, things got more competitive. And of course, then then they're right after. Here's the Baltimore Ravens right. defensive driven team that comes in, and and you have that, you know, right after. But th this game yesterday was good. This, uh, I need to go back and rewatch it because parts of it are a little foggy for whatever reason. Um, I may have drifted off to sleep or just got flat drunk. One of the two. You're but, you're being you're a host at your own house and you're falling asleep on your party. Are you serious? No, I didn't. I didn't fall asleep. So what I what I do when I'm hosting people, I start drinking well ahead of time. Uh, I was I was going to I was going to message you yesterday. I went out and did a ride in the morning. I was going to message you about eleven o'clock and say, "Hey, dude, send me the link to the Wagner Wire because I, I cracked a beer at eleven o'clock." And I said, "I'm going to jump on with these guys and be like, Gosh, it's going to be a long day." <laughs> but, why did you, uh, you should have stopped in, man? Why I don't know why the hell you didn't do it. Oh, uh, I, I had to unload groceries. I had to help clean house. I had to do. Oh, all I got you. Uh, Easy good, to sleep when it's zero to zero in the second quarter. Come on, man. Are you serious? Uh, it, was, it was a chess match. Defensive Are you serious? Struggle. You guys didn't like that? I love what that. You, what do you want? You want 10 10 at the end of the first quarter? Are you serious? Dude, I just wanted Come fucking on, 10 man. to 7 at the half. If it was Long 10 to 7, what are you talking half, about? If it was 10 to 7 at the half, I would have Domino Ike's $500 in my pocket. No, $2,400 in my pocket. I Damn thought it, it man. I, I guess I'm in the minority with this, man. I thought it was awesome seeing. I, I mean, it. not having a blowout, not having. I thought it was. I mean, great. I, I wouldn't call it a defensive struggle. I thought it was really good defensive play, man. Just getting a, you know, getting two really good offenses off the damn field, man. I, and again, I'm not, I'm not bashing Wilkes for the entirety of the game. He called a, fanta a fantastic game. I'm just, I'm bashing Wilkes. For the overtime play calling and yeah. being conservative, being way too conservative, yeah. allowing yeah. allowing um, Kansas City to dictate everything that they were going to do. I mean, didn't even you have again? I'm I'm preaching to the choir here, and I'm beating a dead horse. But you have to blitz on first and second down. You cannot allow the Chiefs. You cannot allow Patrick Mahomes to have seven, ten yards of pop when you're in prevent defense with the soft ass a soft ass coverage and you're giving him the middle of the field and you what you have less than two minutes. They, they run the two minute offense better than anybody in the NFL. Yeah. You could argue they go right down the field and you don't have any pressure that's dialed up to stop them. 
It's yeah. it's ridiculous. It's 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 maddening. It's never fucking worked in the history of the NFL, and I don't understand why these defensive coordinators continue to roll it out. It yeah. does not work. It doesn't work. And the whole thing is kind of back to we were touching on 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 Shanahan and and, and everything there. Yeah, yeah, he failed again. I mean, yeah, it, it's all going to be on him. But but you know what? He didn't fumble twice. He no. didn't muff. He didn't muff. I don't. A punt. I don't think it's on Shanahan. I don't. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, he didn't muff a punt. I mean, that that shit that he didn't do. And and the whole thing is, Longhorn Bear says 49ers didn't look hungry enough in overtime. 49ers 100%. They didn't, they didn't dial it up. They didn't come after it. Spagnola did. Yes, very conservative. And the whole thing is, that's where you got, and you should know the guy that you're playing across the way. Two guys, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Seriously, dude, when that, when that field goal goes through for the 49ers, I'm like, all right, 25 to 22. Bro, like, 25 I used to quote this shit all the time when I played football, man. Like when we were down, I, I used to quote Carl Weathers uh, in his character of Apollo Creed when he's yelling at Rocky on the beach. There is no tomorrow. There is no. no tomorrow. You are in the last game of the season. You do not have any room to play, you know, conservative. You have to dial it up. If So what? If you blitz, if you get beat on the blitz and, and you know, they – they uh they get the damn one hitter right there. They get one on one coverage. At least you went out. At least you died mm -hmm. on your fucking shield and your sword, man. But if you just lay back and say, "Here, come on," you know we're gonna try and you know get you down to the last couple of seconds of the game, and then hopefully you make a mistake. Mm -hmm. That's not that that's not good odds. That's not a good recipe for success going up against arguably the next goat of the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And, and CB has a great point right there where, where it is kind of the narrative now on Shanahan is going to be that they come up short. I mean, you can correlate this to the Cowboys. The Cowboys come up short in the playoffs. Shanahan comes up short in the Super Bowl, which there's a drastic difference right there. But, you know, that's, that's what, I mean, it's only up to them to be able to answer that, man. Only up to them to answer that. That I agree with too, Daryl G. Um, when they were getting six, seven yards a clip with McCaffrey on the ground, I don't know why they abandoned it and why they wanted to go to the air. Um, I, you know, maybe they were trying to keep him off tendency and keep him off balance, maybe. Um, but I would argue that that allowed them to get back into the game too. Also, guys, I'm telling you, we we have to stress how important or how crucial that injury to Greenlaw was because, like you guys mentioned, it was zero to zero, like. The offenses, the off, both offenses could not figure out the defense. They couldn't crack it, and I, I, I honestly believe San Francisco had the more dominant defense with Dre Green, with Dre Greenlaw on the field. Yeah. Well, and then you know what? There was a block PAT in this game too. I mean, this is where here's. But that's, I don't. That I mean. Yeah. And that's yeah, not on the kicker. You know. No. No. I mean? No. 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 Um, not at all. No. That, that's, that's on special where, teams for special teams. Yeah. Special teams. I mean. And the dude had been so what was he sixty seven to sixty eight? I think I heard them say shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and this all I, this comes back to just being a good football game, man. And and yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, top again, top five dude, for me, man. And, and that's five. and that's the whole thing where if you're a football fan and you don't give a rat's ass who wins, which is the way I was yesterday. Other that's other than how I, that's kind of how I I, I rated this game. thing, right? Like I didn't yeah. I, I didn't like Kansas City. I didn't want to. I, I didn't care who won. But I'm sitting here, you know, stomping the damn floor at the end of the game. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for for San Francisco here. I, I end up. That's how I know that it's a great Super Bowl. Like when I'm when I am compelled to root for a fucking team that I give two shits about in the regular season. And really, like I, I like. I'm glad I didn't play any money on Kansas City, by the way. I'm glad I just took the under. Yeah. So. 
Well, you know, a lot of people were, were asking me as we were going into the weekend, they're like, who are you going for? I'm like, I'm not going for anybody. You know, it, it's like uh, um, I have to cover the game. So obviously I have a rooting interest in what's going to happen, but I want it to be a good game. And, and we got a good game. We got a good game. Wags, I have sat through so many of these where it's like, okay, we just played all these months and these are the two best teams? This is what we – there's one good team, not two. Um, th this was just really good yesterday. It was good. Hey, uh, before we get out of here, you want to talk about BetUS real quick? We'll, uh, give a little bit more love to BetUS for oh, us Oh, yeah, quick. yeah, yeah, absolutely. we got to talk about them. I mean, it was really cool. I mean, so many good props uh, that you could find. And you can actually dive in there right now because you've got, you've got NHL. Uh, you've got the NBA. Now we've got – hey, it's Super Bowl week again for me, Wags. It's time for the Daytona fucking 500 coming up on Sunday at Daytona International Speedway. We're going to qualify the cars during the week. We'll have the twin races, and you can lay wagers right there down at BetUS. Go to the YouTube description right in there. It's going to take you to it. Drop a $50 deposit in there, and you are set to go. If you are checking out, uh, if you're listening to us on the code or uh, on the app and checking in on the code text line, you can go there, explore our socials, and you're going to find uh, that little link right there too. That's going to take you to BetUS. Check it out; it is the best place. Casino games, all of that is there for you on BetUS. Had a really good time uh, messing with that uh, here the last couple of days, in the last couple of weeks, leading on to it. Once again, the best place to bet on sports is BetUS. Dive in there, throw some Daytona 500 stuff down, and I'll be giving you, I'll give you some nibbles during the week on what you need to be looking for for the Super Bowl of stock car racing, the Daytona 500, my friends, coming up this weekend. Uh, but, I mean, this really does go back to WAGs. It's like, you know, sitting here watching, I mean, like it or not, like it or not, um, watching watching what Kansas City, what Andy Reid and this group is doing, the Hunt family is doing, it's like it'll drive you fucking crazy. But damn, it's it's brilliance, man. It's brilliance to see this happening in the modern landscape of sports. It, with football especially. I mean, right. with salary cap and all of that, this era that we're in, it's amazing to see that this stuff continues to happen. Especially when you didn't like... We talked about it at the beginning of the show, right? And I'll just you know turn around and you know, put a full circle on this thing. When you have a team like the New England Patriots that were able to do it for so long in a free agent atmosphere, in a free agent era, and still be able to piece things together. And how they do it, they did it by taking considerable pay cuts. Um, Tom Brady could have been the highest paid quarterback of all time, I think. We were, when quarterbacks were getting, I mean, just chunks, chunks of new contracts, new quarterback money, or new NFL money, right? All this huge money that was coming in for the NFL. Uh, Tom Brady was still ranked around 15th of the highest yeah. paid quarterbacks when I think Sam Bradford was in the top five. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. like, take that in consideration. Yeah. Um, mm. To Dave's point, what Dave was talking about, you know, they're not going to be able to keep this franchise together because Mahomes and the rest of the, the roster is going to want to get paid. I think if you take a selfless approach – like Brady did, like Manning did, and you really want to make this a dynasty, you really want to consider this a dynasty, you have to keep your finances in check. And doing that, you, um, you'll be able to salvage the rest of your roster and keep talent around it.
Yeah, and it really I'm is. Sorry, I'm, I'm I got a little bit of work that I have to do. No, it's fine. I mean, if you need to, if you need to bump that, that's good. But uh, no, I, I, think, I can stay on. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and and I think one of the things because now that we're into the off season, you know, I, I saw some stuff where it's like Kirk Cousins, you know, talking about the money that Kirk Cousins is going to get, and you know, Dak, and you know, all these different things, and and it's like to me to to see because I. I'm from the old school to where it's like dudes didn't move teams and dudes, you know, Staubach was always your quarterback. Terry Bradshaw was always your quarterback. These guys were always, you know, with the same franchise and you had running backs and always played for the same team. The fact that right now that you have what, what the chiefs are doing and it's a really good model. And like you're talking about with Brady and, 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 and Kraft and, and Belichick at the time. I mean, how did they, how did they win championships? They kept the core of their team together. And then they would pop in. And you had, you know, bringing in Randy Moss. I mean, that, that is one of the, I mean, the dude was done. He's no good. He's washed up. That's that's the oh. only year that that's the only year that Manny uh, that uh, Manning that Brady oh, had year. a wide receiver that yes. was kind of top tier, right? Only Every other time. Every, what, it was Deion Branch, uh, Troy Brown, um, Amendola, Danny Welker. Amendola. Yeah. yeah. Um. You insert insert um. You know, insert a mediocre wide. Re- I God, I can't. I can't call them. I mean, wide yeah. I mean, insert they- a decent wide receiver. Or an average wide receiver, and Brady's winning a championship with you. It's just random people that that it seemed like it's like every year. Where'd this dude come from? Well, you know what? Uh, Brady made him better. I mean, they never had a. I mean, they never had a Derrick Henry. They never had an Emmitt Smith. They never had O.J. Simpson. <laughs> they just they did, uh, and and that's that's the winning pedigree. It seems like, and and Kansas City's continuing to do this. And and this is by all means not anywhere near the end of this. I mean, you better get used to this. And I think it's 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 up to the rest of the NFL to try to figure out how to use that model, and 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 beat them. I mean, Lamar got his money. That was the whole thing. I said it this year. Boy, Lamar got his money. He sure is playing at MVP level. Well, you know what? He still fucking couldn't beat the Chiefs. Hey, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Bet, gambled on himself. Bet on himself and. Was able to get it done, man, for sure, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we talked. So we talked a lot about you know the commercials and how you know I guess mediocre the the damn commercials were, and I, I guess we're getting some you know mixed feelings back and forth on how entertaining of a Super Bowl this was. I mean, Longhorn yeah. Bear, you know, doesn't really think it's top five. I'm I, again, man. I, I I feel like maybe I am the prisoner of the moment at the at the time. I thought. Having a zero-zero game going into you know, at, or especially going into the second quarter was fantastic. Um, look, you're also talking to a linebacker, okay? Uh, I don't get wooed or wowed by you know high twenty-four to twenty-four games at halftime. To me, that is that's that's a terrible game. That means there is no defense. There's no one that's actually trying to stop the ball yeah. or not. Um, yeah. You got to have two. You got to have all three phases of football. Um, and I felt that that was there last night in the Super Bowl, and that's why I got it rated as a top five for me. Yeah, you know, I I, I like the some game stuff. with garbage until the fourth quarter. CB, get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> I like I, I I like some defensive struggles. Yeah, I mean, I, I like a little bit of that. And, I, and, I, I wasn't even a defensive struggle. That's the thing. Like it was good defense. 
And 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 I seriously thought, I mean, in the two weeks leading up to this, that's why I kept going to the 24 to 20. Because, you know, when we were talking about over-unders and all these different things, I'm like, this thing is going to stumble out of the box, man. We're, we're going to come out slow because it's like all the emphasis on, what you know, what's Pat Mahomes going to do and Kelsey and CMC is going to do this, that, and the other. And, and, and I do want to say, I do want to say, I know the 49ers lost, but I, I got to say, Brock Purdy played a pretty fucking good game. I, I thought he played X. I thought he played fine. I, I thought he was great, right? If, if people are trying to to blame this and put this on the shoulders of Brock Purdy and say that he didn't do enough, um, you're you're absolutely having a garbage take, just like Dan Orlovsky did, trying to blame this all on Mike Shanahan when it was to me it was Wilkes. So yeah, yeah, I, I totally um, agree. I mean, I, I'm going to go more to the play calling than anything that Brock Purdy did. I mean, Brock Purdy, you, you know what he did, Wags? He was a great game manager. He managed that game. And you know who else managed the game well? Pat Mahomes. Yep. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, it just so happens that that, that, that the Chiefs win. But I, I thought Purdy did a damn good job. Did a damn good job. I don't think he got caught up in the moment. I don't think that the week, you know, leading up to it, I, I don't think that that influenced his, you know, play to where it was going to affect him in a negative way. He came out and he played like an NFL quarterback. I don't give a shit when he got drafted. The dude deserved to be in that ball game. And he played just fine. He played just fine. They just came on the short end of the stick on the, on the score side. I'm with you. Any uh, last save rounds that you want to talk about, man? Anything outside of football? Anything outside of sports? Um, I, I do kind of want to go back to, uh, let's go to the code of text line because Tom McKay checked in and we were talking okay. about, uh, uh, actually, this was earlier. This was earlier. This was during the 9 o'clock hour. But uh, them winning two more games. Yeah, your thoughts with Texas basketball. Uh, Tom had said during the nine o'clock hour, I thought it was during ours, but uh, that they're going to win two more Big 12 games and and no more. Um, your thoughts on that? Because this is where your resume building at this point um, because it's big dance. I mean, that, that that's what you're looking at at this point. You ain't going to fucking win the Big 12. I mean, you just got to, you got to try to get into the dance. And that's what I'm curious to see if these um, quality losses <laughs> that, that could be coming are going to help them. Um, I'm sorry. What was, uh, what, what was, I'm sorry, man. What was oh, talk, uh, Texas, two more Big 12 wins. You, you, you think they um, have that uh, in them? Yeah, well, who the hell are they going to be? I mean, maybe Kansas State, um, mm -hmm. Oklahoma. I think you, you might be able to get Oklahoma. But if you if you need two more, those, those are kind of the two teams that you got to be eyeing up, right? You got... We've already talked about it. you're going down to Houston on Saturday. I yep. I don't think that's happening. Kansas, you still got to play Kansas again. You got to play Baylor again. Uh, you see W's on those on those outcomes. Let's be real. Let's be real. Do you see outcomes on those outcomes or do you see uh, wins on those outcomes? Nope. No. No. Ain't man. gonna happen. Um. So let me pull up their schedule real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you got. Yeah, Houston's next, I think. I could be wrong. I don't have it in front got, of me. Yeah, so you got Houston, you got Kansas State, then you got Kansas, you got Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Oklahoma. Yeah. Out, you're going to drop four. You're going to drop four of those games, arguably, right? Just looking just looking at the schedule, four of them pop off as losses. Um, maybe Oklahoma is is enough to get in. You got to beat. You definitely got to beat Kansas State and Oklahoma State. If uh, Oklahoma is probably going to be your your most convincing yeah. win um, go, moving forward, because I don't I don't see you beating Houston. I don't see you going into Fog Allen and beating you. Just 
that that's one hell of a hill to, to yeah. climb there. Um, and Baylor, you got to go to Baylor too. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think this you, is, I'll tell you what though if you get one of these games if you get one out, out of the Baylor out of Kansas and out of Houston if you can win one on the road there to me I think that's that's really good that that get that solidifies you as in in my opinion yeah. you don't even need a strong play you don't even need strong performance in the Big 12 conference championship mm-hmm. in, or hell you don't have to win the conference championship to get in you don't need an automatic bid yeah, yeah, and the thing about it is, you know, like I mentioned last week, where it's like, okay, do you want to get in the big dance? You want to get in there and get, you know, shell shocked in the, you know, in the first round on Thursday or Friday. But the other part of this is, you know, and this is where, this is where college basketball is so intriguing to me, to where it's like, you know, like I, like we keep talking about the quality losses. It's like, okay, maybe those can help you, and then you get in, you get into the dance, and it's like, okay. Your, your schedule is obviously you're not playing the Big 12 anymore. So it's like, okay, you know, we keep talking about how great this team can be. Let's get them playing non-Big 12 opponents. Let's get them not fucking playing Baylor and and and, and Houston and all of that and see how deep they can go. I mean, so I don't know, man, but but it does come down to the way you lay that schedule out right there. It's like, yeah, do you see W's there? I'm like, no, man. Um, I see some QLs, quality losses. Quality it's loss. about the only thing that, that that's going to help you at this point. So it, it's going to be interesting to follow this thing out. But you never know, dude. This this team is so hot and cold. I mean, God bless America. You know that they looked really good on Saturday, but that, don't make too much out of that. I mean, West Virginia, they ain't worth the shit. So it's like, she's good party I, school. One hell of a party school. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I don't know. You follow that and, and it's whatever. Uh, Wags, I do want to ask you this. I, I meant to ask you this earlier, kind of back to the Super Bowl, because I know I know this is something where where, where for you. The the deal last night with uh, with Kelsey yelling at Andy Reid on the sideline. Um, I saw a lot of that folks look. where yeah, where, where it's like respect factor and all this shit. Um, that just seemed to be a little bit of intensity to me, right? Uh, um, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think, I think Kelsey's kind of an asshole, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't. Actually, I, I never did that to a coach. I never got into a coach's face and thought that I was more important than the team. Um, and that's yeah. kind of what it looked like. Um, but again, you know, everybody plays with passion, and passion, passion gets received or perceived rather in in bad views sometimes, or or you know types of bad moments um look i'm not going to sit here and say that all you know all professional athletes are role models because I, I quote charles barkley i mean you know I'm, I'm i'm an athlete i'm not a role model uh right you should not be telling your kid to to look after me but when you're going on tv outside of football and act you know being in commercials or whatnot and you're your face of the organization you can't be acting like that when you got to know that the camera's on there i don't care how stressed you are that you have that you didn't get a target until you know quarter number two or whatnot you are not bigger than the damn moment you're not bigger than the team and that's what it looked like to me uh travis kelsey was going through he's having one of those ego moments mm-hmm. um i could be absolutely wrong and that's probably a shit that could be a shitty take uh but i'm usually pretty good with my observations yeah. um and that's kind of what it looked like. And, and and I think that's a situation where if you're that pissed um, with that phone, I mean, go yell at your teammate. Go yell at your teammate. I mean, why right. are you yelling hey, at gentlemen, I have, I have a meeting in like 10 minutes. I got to get out of here. So yeah. you guys, yeah. 
You're good. Uh, thank you guys very much for watching Chaos Theory. Hopefully everybody had a great day, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Take care, Wags. Thanks, Wags.